0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Test. Can you hear me? Yup. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can hear you. All right, cool. We're good. We're good. All right, we jumping right in. Yeah, let's do it. Wait until three thirty.
2: You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.
1: Rob. Emergency pod, Rob. Emergency pod. First one ever.
2: Yeah, we had to jump on, man. It's crazy shit going on in the bowling world right now. The last, I mean, two to three weeks, Mike, think about it, between the Bolero acquisition of the PBA and now this major bombshell news that came out of the woodwork yesterday afternoon. Uh, had to jump on, and we got to discuss this like ASAP.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're live, We're we're, we're so people are going to have to work with us here, and uh, we're putting word out on social media. If uh, if people want to hit us up and uh, give us a call, we're going to send the number out there. Uh, but yeah, Rob, you know, major news. Obviously, everybody knows who
2: we're referring to. Yes. You know, I would assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you are. But Mike, uh, why don't you give him a little bit of a breakdown of uh, how events folded yesterday afternoon?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I guess late afternoon, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um I I got a, a couple texts from various sources who uh who said, Yo, there's gonna be some big news dropping in the bowling world in a few minutes and I you know, I was like, Yo, I need details and they, they, they said, Well, the deal is that Brunswick is buying ebonite. You know, and, and the plant has been closed and everybody from the company and the corporate office has been let go and you know, the news is about to come out in a couple minutes. And yeah, I mean it was rather shocking to, uh, to hear that, you know, for, for many reasons, like, wh- was that your reaction, Rob? Were you surprised when you first heard it? Because I immediately patched you into the text conversation. Yes. And yeah. was, you know, sh- sharing information with you. So I'm assuming that you got word from me. Right. And I, and, and we had to know about it as early as anyone, I would imagine. Um, so was that your initial reaction, Rob, was that you, you were, uh, you were surprised by this? I was absolutely
2: and utterly dumbfoundedly shocked. Like I completely out of left field, Mike, like really, like I, there was no hint or any kind of uh, like, you know, just a, any kind of like, sh- like news that this was going to happen on, on the floor. Like not even like the, the PBA pros like Jeff Riggles, like nobody knew this was coming. I mean, there was a hint like when Bolero was purchasing the PBA, you know, there was rumor and Jeff spread that around a little bit when he knew, but this was completely out of left field. Uh, it, it's amazing how on the wraps, they, they, they held this news and how all of a sudden this happened in pretty much. In, in, in and it almost felt like minute by minute, the shit was going like down.
1: Yeah. So I think, One thing we want to mention early, and and these sentiments have been echoed on social media by numerous people, uh, including the close homie, Bill O'Neill, who, you know, obviously has been with Ebonite pretty much his whole professional career, you know, with an arm of Ebonite anyway. Um, You know, the the first thing to to, to discuss here, to think about here, and I'm going to come back to being surprised about it. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But uh, is is that people lost their jobs, Rob? Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people, you know, who have been in the in the bowling business for a long time, you know, have worked with Ebonite for a long time. There was a post that Kenny Ryan shared this morning from a longtime worker at, uh, at, the, at the Ebonite plant. So when you read stuff like that and you see, you know, that, that this is an issue that really is affecting people, I think 170 jobs were lost. So first and foremost, let's let's give our thoughts to those people. Right. The holidays are coming up. You know, I I saw a comment on social media somewhere by somebody involved in the conversation who said, you know, this is a regular thing that corporations do around the holidays as they decide to get rid of people. And I I have even personal experiences with that in my own life. And I just think it's really shitty. You know, I mean, to to have a situation where you lose your job right before the holidays, you know, definitely has to put a, a different spin or a different feeling to the holidays, I would imagine. Um so we, we think about those people, right? We wish those people luck and uh you know, we hope things work out for them in the long run. Sometimes when one door closes, another one opens, and hopefully this is a, a case of a situation like that. But uh Rob, you know, obviously there's there's people involved here, yes?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, and definitely thoughts go out to those people who are laid off. And I, I was reading a lot last night and this morning uh about comments on, on threads and social media. And I was getting really, really annoyed with some people were just, I read a few comments where people were just like, Oh, well, they'll find new jobs. And I don't think people understand that if you're with a company and I'm, Hey, look, I'm a corporate guy. Like I've been with the same company for about, it's going on six years now. Uh, You gain like stature with your company and you, as every year, you get, you know, essentially paid more, you get more overtime, you get just better benefits, the longer you're with the company. So people who are with these companies for, you know, 20, 25 years, 30 years, 40 years, you know, I even saw some posts where somebody was with the company for 50 years. That's not a job where you just replace it overnight. That, that's not something where you just go and you apply for another job uh, at another company. And all of a sudden you're starting with you know, 25 years worth of benefits and, and, uh, uh you know, paid vacation and, and you gain that as you work every day and you work your ass off, uh, in corporate America. So when they just get laid off overnight like that, it's not something where, Oh, well they got paid severance till January 10th. Oh yeah. So like three months of severance pay is going to make up for the last 25 years. You've worked at that company. That's utter. And that's bullshit. So if you're, if you have that opinion, then you need your fucking head head examined because these people that work their ass off for years at Ebonite uh, and just get laid off overnight uh, is completely, I'd say unfair. Yeah, it's real life, but it's, it's unfair. It it really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, any situation like that and I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, I I said I, I have personal experiences with situations just like this where you know family members of mine have lost jobs close to the holidays and to be honest I've even seen situations where it was really hard for them to recover from it and uh yeah it's
2: very it's very unfortunate so um yeah, mike let me yeah. jump in real quick here um yeah, because go ahead. Uh, I interviewed with Abenida International about 7 6 years ago to be a district sales manager so I flew out to uh, Hopkinsville, and I visited the plant and interviewed with a lot of the corporate leadership there. So I'm very familiar with the Ebonite, and I was on amateur staff on top of that. So that was a well-known fact on, on you know, the podcast. I didn't really say it all the time, but I was, and uh, I was very familiar with a lot of the upper executives in that company, and, uh, and my life would be completely different till this day if I would have gotten hired. Uh, with the with ebonite and essentially I'd have been working for them for about five or six years, traveling like working in the bowling industry, and and then now all of a sudden I'm back to square one. So it's amazing how like life like works out. Like I didn't get hired there, and I, I took another route, and since they they didn't hire me, and now my life is uh, completely different than what it would be right now after what happened here. So. I mean, I feel a little bit fortunate, but on the other hand, it's it's not about me. It's about, like you said, the 171 people that got uh, laid off. And on top of that, we have to talk about what's going to happen, of course, in the bowling side of it. But I think that's the biggest thing is the fact that people got laid off and that real lives, real families and real like lives were affected by this. And uh, like we said, you know, thoughts go out to those people and hopefully, you know, they can... Uh, you know, recoup and get back on their feet, yeah,
1: so let's go back to the discussion about
2: uh you know our initial reaction, and
1: my initial reaction and yours as well was great surprise and uh rob i'll let I'll let you comment first real quickly uh why why were you surprised? what surprised you about this this news this acquisition by Brunswick?
2: I was under the impression that they were doing well I mean there was nothing that any kind of hint out there in the bowling world that says that they were struggling uh and that they were going to be closing down or shutting down or going bankrupt or whatever it is uh there was none of that uh it was I, we thought they were doing fine they were releasing new bowling balls you know they were pretty a uh, well-known presence in in the bowling world uh so that was my surprise my it, it, we they had uh, numerous pro people uh like on staff uh, fully contracted, fully paid. They were signing extensions. I mean, I, I mean, this was completely out of left field.
1: Okay, so I, I have I, I agree with you, and I I totally understand that perspective for sure. Um, I have a little bit of a different take of why I was surprised though. I was surprised because uh, it seemed to me, if anything, over the past let's say decade or so that Brunswick had been scaling back their involvement in the bowling business. I I don't really feel like they have been buying in more than they were before. I mean, they, they owned bowling, a lot of bowling centers at one point and ended up selling those, uh, from what I understand, you know, they, they were still in the bowling manufacturing business. Uh, but when they sold the bowling centers to me, and I think to a lot of people, uh, kind of signaled that Brunswick was getting away from, uh, from, from bowling, not that they were going to reinvest in it and that they were going to go even deeper into it. So I was really surprised by that. And, uh, yeah, I I guess to your point as well, you know, I just got the impression that nothing was going to change. There was always, you know, Ebonite was signing players, et cetera. So you had all that going on. Um, All right, Rob, so we we, we have a couple calls. You want to take a call
3: here?
2: Sure, yeah. Let's bring on uh, Jimmy calling back-to-back, ringing 10. What's going on, bud?
3: (laughs) Hey, guys. Nice to hear from you. So I wanted to react to the news today. Um, First off, thoughts go out to the 171 workers who lost their jobs. Um, That's just horrific, and I think it speaks very poorly on Brunswick. That they would close the way they did and the way they would treat these workers with just shutting down the factory, taking away the keys according to Kenny Ryan, and just sending them gone. sure they 're getting packages until the end of January, but come on guys, Brunswick speaks a lot about that company, that they would treat employees that way, especially people who had been there for decades.
1: Yeah, so, Jimmy, I'm sure that you've, uh, you've read somewhat online the comments that people have made, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there seems to be a general consensus that, you know, uh, I think people in general don't like when you see manufacturing jobs move out of the United States. Would you, would you agree that that's the sentiment online I as well?
3: Absolutely agree. It's not, only, it's not only that they got rid of those jobs. I get it. Business is business. But here's the deal. You don't do that to people. People treat them that way. These are people who have invested in this company for decades. And here you go, just going, hey, today you're done. Shut down the factory. Go home. We don't need a C anymore. That's not how you treat people. And it speaks very poorly of Brunswick. Um, and so I think they've got to do better. They've got to do better. And it's a really bad PR move by Brunswick, too. Like, think about it. Like, Brunswick wanted this bad PR the minute they buy Ebonite? Like, do they just not care? And here's the other thing, Mike. Uh, so Brunswick Bowling was sold off from the big uh, Brunswick company like four years ago. So they're owned right. now by a capital management organization called Blue Arc. Uh, that's out of Atlanta. So they're, you know, they're, they're, this is just an investment company that is looking to get a, a return on their investment. They don't care about 107 workers, 171 workers. They're just, how do I make money? Um, so very disappointing, very disappointing. Yeah. I have to say,
1: it's a good point. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, we appreciate the call, man. Great points. Uh, we hope you, you stay on here and listen a little bit here. Well, uh, but yeah,
3: go ahead. Let me, let, let me tell you real quick, just to say that, uh, after the news last night, I went ahead and took all the money I had in my investments. I bought 500 purple camera, bowling balls. I am going to send a personal invitation. <laughs> a personal a personal invitation that if Jacob Butcher uh wants to hit me up on Twitter, uh come on down, Jacob. I'm gonna make you a great deal.
0: <laughs> a of, oh,
3: man,
1: Jimmy. oh my goodness. Yeah, no question. No question. Yeah, try. Right, you know, it. Have, nice, have a nice good rest of your day. Guys. Yeah, Jimmy, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, he uh he made some great points there for sure. Um you know, just
2: uh, in general about, yeah,
1: you really don't like to see people treated that way. You agree, Rob?
2: Yeah, it's the bad news. I mean, it's tough just to walk in and just pretty much at 2 p.m. go, oh, you guys are done. The company's done. Uh, There's no communication to the people. I mean, at least give them some notice, you know, at least a month notice that they're going to sell. And I know that, look, like corporate America is kind of heartless in that fact. So I kind of would like to know more details before I kind of get, and give and give ebi or the 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 leadership of ebi some shit about it but the way they did it and the way they went about it was completely uh, from what from my understanding and what i've read is completely just bullshit but uh, i i still know all of the facts before i'm gonna completely get on them about it
1: oh yeah fair enough uh rob we're gonna we're gonna take another call here we got uh the proud of pride of south brunswick on the line uh bringing them in uh what's up sir
4: what's up mike how's it going
1: all right, man, how are you? What uh, what what thoughts you got for us here?
4: Um I mean, just the again, I'm going to take the college route here. Uh a lot of teams are actually staffed by Avenida International with uh ball contracts and what do they do? You know, they lose they they're in the loss as well. I mean, I know a lot of people I mean relate relation to me, you know, college players, former college players, uh friends of mine back home who are staffed with Avenida International and it was just so sudden. I was sitting in my apartment yesterday and all of a sudden I get a text from my teammate saying, and I just bought Ebonite And I'm like, what are you kidding me? So I, I think the college teams that are staffed with them, I don't know. What do they do? What do you think they're doing? Mm. Well,
1: I mean, I might, I don't know if I'm wrong here or not from what, from what you read. Uh, and you know, a- a- Alex from Wichita state, he's our, uh, he's our college bowling correspondent here at sweet the rack. So that's what he's referring to. But, um, from what I read in the press release yesterday and, 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 you know, maybe you guys interpreted it differently. I'm assuming you read it. Uh, it said that the, that contract staff contracts would be, would be honored and would, would be transferred over in the deal. So, wow. I mean, would, okay. would we assume that that, that means college teams as well? I had the same thought, Alex, cause I thought, well, you know, that's not really a, a, a set in stone contract where someone's being paid, you know, it's it's more just access to equipment than any money involved or salary involved, like you would see from some of the guys on tour. So I hope they get honored, right? You would hope that at right. least Right, I don't through know the, how
4: exclusive they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's uh, my point, yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, I don't know. Some do you, schools are exclusive, like with Storm and other companies, and I don't know what would have happened. Because you can, uh, like me personally, I'm staffed with 900 Global, but Wichita State is Storm staff, but I'm still allowed to throw 900 global balls, so what's the impact in that regard, you know uh, our kids not being able to throw other, you know, I don't really know it's a tough situation that they put theirself, themselves in
1: Yeah, absolutely uh, Rob, what do you think? You know, I, you, you read the press release, would you think that those types of contracts like the non-salary contracts are going to be honored or not?
2: I don't think so I really don't think so. I kind of feel like there hasn't been any communication out to any of the public at all in general from anybody that's on Ebonite or, I mean, communication. In fact, we're like what's going to happen to the bowling side of the amateur staff contracts, the pro staff contracts. There is so much uncertainty out there right now that if you're a pro like, you know, a Tommy Jones or a Bill O'Neill or guys who have been with EBI for years and years, there's so much uncertainty. These guys are, are supporting families based on these contracts. If I'm them right now, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for other ball companies. Like I'm, I'm making a call to storm. I'm making a call to motive. I'm making a call to uh global. That's it. Even like, that's
1: it. No, that's it. That's it. There's storm and motive. That's it. storm motive in Brunswick. And I think that's something we have to discuss, you know, uh, oh, here before we get off is that, there, you know there's only three companies, so there's there's not that many phone calls to make honestly so uh Alex <laughs> listen, man uh we appreciate the call for sure and, and definitely like talking about that collegiate aspect of it. uh stay in touch with us on that if if you hear anything to that regard, you know definitely uh shoot me a text and let me know.
4: absolutely, I'll let you guys know thanks for having me back on.
1: Good talking all man. right no question man hey hey, be safe and good bowling all right safe travels
4: absolutely see you guys
1: bye. Yeah. So, Rob, a couple other, you know, we, we're not going to be on all afternoon here. You know, we, we Rob's a very busy guy. He has so much to do. You got you guys would, would have no idea how busy he is for someone that doesn't have a house or children or a significant other. But nonetheless, uh, some topics here that we want to move through before we, we jump off, Rob. And if we get more calls, we'll take them as they come. Um, Rob, is there going to be a
2: difference in the actual bowling balls here? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. You go from one plant to another plant, the, the Ebonite brand and, and what you're, the people are used to those reactions, like it, it's gone. There's no more of that. Like you're not going to be able to get the same kind of purple hammer as before. It's can be made in a completely different plant. There's just, I, I don't care if they try to use the same cores, the same covers. It's just never the same, Mike. It's just like almost like restaurants making food in completely different locations from one side of the country to another side. It's just never going to be the same now that now look like, does that mean that if Brunswick does keep making, let's just say they hold on to the hammer brand, which in my opinion, and we'll talk more about what Brunswick has to gain from all of this, but my opinion, the hammer brand is probably that one brand that you want to keep out of all the four brands and you keep the hammer brand, right? And they start making hammer balls from the Brunswick plant. Uh, Do they, those hammer balls, can they be better or just the same, or if not better than what EBI was making? Absolutely. Who says that the balls can't be uh, better. Uh, And I feel like that's going to be one of those, well, let's wait and see what happens with the bowling balls and see what people's feedback on them are. Uh, So I feel like the bowling balls will be definitely different and their reactions will be different, but different doesn't mean worse. Different means, just different i mean they could definitely be just as good if not better uh it's just more of a wait and see uh what happens and i guess my question to you mike i'm gonna throw it back at you now does brunswick if they keep these brands are they keeping all the brands or are they gonna like decide you know what like we don't want to stay with the track brand uh we don't want to stay with the columbia brand and definitely not the ebonite brand i feel like that's the first brand that they're going to get rid of they don't want to even Uh, associate I I would imagine themselves with that brand so I'd imagine they keep like maybe one brand and and not overextend themselves because I think that's what EBI did I think that's the reason for their downfall I think they just overextended themselves they had too many brands and they tried to just run ultimately four different companies out of one plant all right so
1: let me respond to that first and then I'll I'll answer your question so I think that that's the game today. I think the game today with these bowling ball companies is they have to have these different brands because their thinking to me is the, if we have more brands, it's going to equal more sales because the average consumer doesn't really know that there are these, um, you know, the, like the average consumer doesn't understand that some of these brands are all under the same umbrella. Right. That's that's kind of my assumption about it. And I think that's true because I, I've seen that in practice, you know, like I, I know a lot of uh, intermediate bowlers and, and, of course, beginning bowlers. And, yeah, they just seem to not know you know, that these brands are all under the same umbrella. So I, I, I'm not. So I guess that relates to what you asked me in, in terms of do I think they're going to keep all the brands? And I thought that the statement that I saw, the press release that I saw was very interestingly worded because. It kind of alluded to making some decisions a couple of weeks down the road. And I totally agree with you that why would they keep the Ebonite brand around, right? Uh, Unless they feel like they bought that name because of the name recognition. But I could definitely envision them getting rid of uh, a couple, you know, a couple of these brands underneath that umbrella. Uh, It it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, Rob, we're going to take another call here. We have uh, Dave from Syracuse. Uh, Dave, welcome. Welcome to Sweep the Rack, man. Thanks for the call.
0: Hey guys, what's going on?
1: Nothing much, so, man. What are your thoughts on this uh, big news in the bowling world here?
0: Well, it's a shocker, I can tell you. You know, one one thing I don't like is uh, certainly that all those people before Thanksgiving to be put out of work. They're moving a plant, and uh, it's it's big money. Is it for the bowling world? Is it? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to play by ear, but we're losing a company and. They probably overextended themselves because of too many bowling balls, maybe. But I think uh, I'm hoping this is a positive effect. I don't know, guys.
1: Yeah, Rob Rob kind of just made that same point that, you know, perhaps uh, yeah. a, a mistake here was made by Ebonite along the way of, of acquiring some of those yeah. other brands and, and having so many brands under that umbrella. So, so Dave, you mentioned, you know, may, maybe this will turn out to be a good thing, is there? is there any silver lining here that that you can I- envision or imagine where you know this this turns out to be a good thing in the, in the long run
0: well well is is this the uh Bulmore corporation as well
1: no no Bullmore did not have uh much to do with uh Nothing to do with this right with, yeah with with it yeah
0: yeah so 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 it's uh it's, it's just brunswick well yeah uh, I I don't know. As I said, it's it's not it sucks at the time that everybody's going to be out of jobs, you know, coming up to the Thanksgiving and holidays and the Christmas. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I I, I hope I, I hope it's a positive. I mean, the hey, whole no, industry needs something to keep it, keep positive, you know. Hey, hey Mike. Rob. Yeah.
3: Real
2: quick, uh, Dave uh, actually grew up in Gil Hodges Lanes, Mike. He uh, bowled uh, when I was a kid, and he was a legend at Gil Hodges Lanes. Uh, had the oh. house record, I'm pretty sure for a while, right, Dave? Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate wow. wow. Of, uh... <laughs> well, listen, you know, we
1: we we love we love the big dogs here at uh, Sweet the Rack. So, you know, welcome, and uh, we're glad to hear that, Dave. Thanks a lot for the call, man. You know, obviously, Rob, we already talked about the the impact of the jobs here, and you know, that's that's one of the first things that comes to mind when you hear something like this. So. Uh yeah, definitely uh something that, that right at the forefront of what we wanted to talk about here as we jumped on. Uh we're going to take another rock call Rob. We got uh Lucas uh Lucas, thanks for calling in, man. Sweep the rack. Welcome.
5: Hey boys, what's going on?
1: Nothing much, man. What uh you know, you you were involved in breaking the news last night obviously as the uh editor in chief for Flow. So, what what are your thoughts?
5: I I tell you what, I was at the US Open. Just you know a couple of weeks ago, there was zero talk about this. This was absolutely locked down and quiet on both sides. Um, I don't think that very many people knew that this was coming, and i don't none of the players knew from the players that I've talked to uh so I will give credit to brunswick and and e b i for being able to keep this thing under wraps because in this day and age to keep a major story like that. So quiet is really almost unheard of. And I did not believe it when my phone started blowing up. I got a message from a a prominent PBA player and I said, ah, you're yanking my chain. There's no way this is real. And then I started making calls and sure enough, it was legit. And, uh, you know, as a reporter, I can't go just based on one message, but, where there's smoke there's usually fire and the fire came pretty fast last night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I I agree. I actually have that on my list of things to talk about here was, you know, how amazing it is that there was no word about this whatsoever. I mean, the same thing for me, Lucas, you know, and, and Lucas is probably the most plugged in man in bowling. So if, if any, no one, you know, no one we know heard about this at all, then, yeah, this was this was kept tightly under the wraps. I think the timing is all, all, also interesting because the season kind of just wrapped up. And, you know, it, there, there's nothing major anyway going on between now and January, say. So the timing of this to me seemed uh, seemed very interesting as well. What do you think about that, Lucas?
5: Yeah, I think that the PBA sort of schedule plays a very small part in this. My guess is that, that that it's just a coincidence um, i I think that deals like this are are very large they're very complicated uh, they mm. take a long time to 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 go through um, you know i I know that it it's really terrible that all these people are getting laid off right before the holidays but let's be honest it's terrible that these people are getting laid off it doesn't matter what time of
1: year yeah period at. yeah uh, it It's
5: unfortunate that it is a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it would have been just as bad if it happened in April or May.
1: Um, Yeah. It's a bad
5: situation.
1: We should say that um, in fairness, that the the employees from what I read are going to be paid through like January. So, you know, hopefully they, they have their paychecks through the holiday. I know that doesn't soften the blow all that much, but. You know, it, it you know it could be worse if they just throw you out the door and say, "Well, we're 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 cutting you right now." But uh, yeah, shocking news, man. Lucas, listen, we appreciate the phone call. Rob, I don't know about you, it kind of like rekindled some feelings here. I feel like you know, uh, I feel like a, a guilty lover who has rekindled something with an ex or something. What do you think, Rob?
2: Hey, Lucas, man, I love you, bro. Seriously, so <laughs> I know I said uh, what I call you pig vomit, but
0: <laughs> you know,
2: just just kidding, just you know, being just my ass of itself. So man, I appreciate all you do in the bowling world. Seriously, man, keep up the good yeah, content. absolutely, man, absolutely. Shout out to Lucas, shout out to Flow
1: Bowling, and uh, Lucas, thanks for the phone call, man. It's nice to hear from you.
5: Yeah, take care,
2: guys. Bye. All right, no doubt.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, Rob, couple couple other things before we uh, jump off here, if we if we don't um, if we don't uh, you know ha- have a ton of time here, but I know that uh, we we
2: got some feedback from Facebook as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I got a question about who's going to be sponsoring Junior Gold now. Mm,
1: it's a pretty yeah uh,
2: pretty good question. I mean, just throwing throwing it out there, I'd imagine Storm would jump on something like that, but
1: yeah. All right, it, so. Yeah, let's talk about this because it kind of relates. Rob, there's only three
2: bowling ball companies now. Hmm. Yeah, there's only three. Well, I mean, which is one of my talking points, Mike. Does that mean that now the bowling ball companies could essentially raise their prices to the consumers?
1: Just, uh, I, I I don't think about that. I think about it more from the side of, and you know, I know I know that. People in the industry are only willing to say so much. We're not in the industry. You know, you you have a contract, this amateur contract with Evanite. I do not have a contract with anybody. I, did, I probably did have a contract. I, with <laughs> I did. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that later. But here's one thing that I'm gonna say. All right. And some people might not believe it, some people might say, Oh, he's full of shit, but that's fine. Listen, I, I, I will stand by what I what I say and what I know the ball companies already had the bowlers by the short and curlies before Mm -hmm. Ebonite just got bought out. Like they they already had these guys in a position where they're scraping and clawing for every contract dollar that they can get. And now what happened is 25% of the options that they had to go and get those contract dollars just disappeared overnight. So, you know, I, to me, th- that's a terrible, that's a terrible development because we're at a time where bowling is growing in general. The tour is growing. Listen, we're not talking about it here. We're going to catch up with people next week when we release our, our actual episode, but shout to Bolero. Yes, Rob.
2: Oh, for that uh, schedule. Yeah. I don't want to jump on topic though. Yeah. We'll talk more. I know, about that. I know.
1: But, but I'm just saying like, they're going to be bowling for some serious money finally next year with yeah. four tournaments for $100,000, 70000 for another one. So we'll get into that later, but why is this going in the opposite direction, mm. right? Why, why did the players just lose 25% of the options that they have to turn to and, and get a good, a good competitive contract as a professional athlete who's out there promoting a product? And honestly, Rob, the thing that I think about in this is, damn, they're just going to squeeze the players even more because it's like if you don't like the deal that we're offering you, then go pound sand.
2: Well, I'm thinking a little bit of a bigger picture here when it comes to stuff like that. Is if I'm a, a guy who's getting paid by Storm right now, someone who's kind of in the middle of the field that has a middle of the field contract, that's not an elite player, a guy like that's not like a Norm Duke uh, or you know Jason Belmonte. I mean the guys who are just kind of have like minimal contracts. You got to be a little bit scared right now, a little bit because if I get a, if I'm, you know, Christman or, or, you know, one of the higher ups at Storm and I get a phone call from Bill O'Neill or, uh, or Tommy Jones and uh, they say, Hey, like, what can you do for me? You don't think that the first thing on their minds is, well, we have a budget for pro staff contracts and salaries, but I mean, we could essentially get rid of this, these guys, this guy, this guy, and that guy and bring in a bill or a Tommy Jones I mean, it's going to shake up a lot what's going on with the other ball companies too. So that's my first point. And I'm thinking bigger picture. Um, In that point, bigger picture, Mike, here, I'm going to kind of jump a little bit here. What does Brunswick have to gain like long-term from this acquisition? Like, what is it? What, it's what, what are they it's trying one of the to questions do? I
1: have written down as well. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, was was their bowling ball business that bad that they wanted to buy these brands to rejuvenate their own ball sales and, you know, have a reason for having their production plant in Mexico and actually be able to produce something that people are going to buy? I, I, that's the one thing that came to my mind is like you don't see a lot of people throwing Brunswick balls today. And most people that I do see throwing them are getting them for free. So I'm not sure how many people are walking into a pro shop and saying, oh, I want that Brunswick ball. I think most of the time it's Storm. It's something under the EBI umbrella. I see a lot of motive going down the lane these days. Again, I think a lot of people get those for free. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing myself. And the only thought that came to my head was maybe Brunswick is trying to rejuvenate their own bowling ball business that seemed to be that seemed to be not so good over the last few years.
2: Am, am I just not seeing it correctly, or? Well, here's the thing, though. What makes what makes Brunswick think by Closing or not keeping the EBI plant open and moving operations to the same plant in Mexico and then putting, slapping a hammer on a essentially a Brunswick ball. How does that rejuvenate sales if the ball is not performing well?
1: Again, Uh, because,
2: because the general
1: consumer in this market isn't going to know that that ball that has the hammer logo on it is actually a Brunswick ball. They're going to think it's a hammer ball you know that's mm-hmm. that's why it works so like say you you you're brunswick right and you open okay. this factory in mexico where you're producing your bowling balls and at the time that you open it you're selling a lot of bowling balls but over the years your bowling ball sales decline and decline and decline okay i mean am i right do you agree with me that there it doesn't seem that there's a lot of people out there who throw brunswick
2: i would put brunswick as probably i'd put them fourth or fifth i mean if you were going to if you were going to put them all in order like Ebonite storm motive and you were going to do the brands like as their own identity. I mean, you have to put all four brands of EBI and storm in front of Brunswick. So essentially that made them the fifth, probably best company, uh, bowling ball wise, uh, in my opinion.
1: So, okay. So then if that's the case, right, their sales aren't great, but they opened this factory, they paid all this money for this factory in Mexico. But they know that if we don't do something to be able to sell more bowling balls, the purpose of having this factory is actually going to defeat itself because we're not making money off of the stuff that we're producing in this factory. So they go out and they buy another brand that, that, that again, the average consumer isn't going to be aware of that change, right? So then they produce the balls in this factory that they already have. It costs them no additional money to you know, do the production. They're already doing the production.
2: It it's just
1: when the production is done, it has a different label on it and
2: it's more likely that it will sell. Okay. I mean, yo, that's a great point. It's a fair point. Now my question, does Brunswick keep all four brands? Or do you think they just like no, keep No, We one? already
1: done. we addressed that. No, I don't I don't think they do. I don't know what they do, but I don't think they keep all the brands. You know, I, I, okay. I really don't. But all and, right, Ron, uh, so we, we, we gotta wrap it up. I, you know, I know you're always busy, but shockingly, I actually have something to go do. Um, so, what what do you want to close with here? I, I want to mention this. Here, here's another interesting facet of this uh, situation to me, and I'm not going to name names here, because I'm not I'm not the type to put people's names in in, in my mouth. So, there are some some people, high level people who work for Brunswick, Rob. That used to be high level people for EBI and I believe got shown the door at at some point a few years back with EBI and are now in the ranks of Brunswick. And when this news broke and, you know, I I, I saw some of the names involved, I thought to myself, man, how's that going to impact things? Where if if somebody who's in the, the executive ranks of Brunswick and is making decisions about these brands for Brunswick, if some of those people are former employees of EBI who know some of the people involved, et cetera, in these different roles, maybe even some of the people that replaced them, you know, how's that going to affect things? Another thought I have is how does this affect ball reps, you know? Somebody like Bill, he's commented numerous times already this year that his relationship with with Sean Ryan and Rob Dotchel is one of the reasons that he's bowled so well this year. So where does that leave things? You know, mm. so yeah, a lot, a lot of questions here. What do you want to wrap up with?
2: Uh, definitely some uncertain times in the bowling world when the bowling industry started picking up steam uh, from the Fox deal. From all the work that the pba has been doing now the acquisition with bolero it felt like bowling was on a general upswing and then for something like this to happen uh where it comes out into fruition that ebonite was a failing ball company regardless if brunswick was going to sell uh, buy them or not word on the street was ebonite was closing the factory and shutting down regardless if brunswick was buying or not buying so in reality, people should not be angry with Brunswick because I feel that from just reading what I've read is Brunswick actually is saving some of these brands. Because I feel like if Brunswick never bought Ebonite, I feel like eventually the, the, um, the company was probably going to shut down anyway. It was failing. So that being said, there's not a win for anybody. I mean, ultimately, you could say, well, Storm is the, the big winner or Motive's the big winner. Uh, there's no winner in this. Uh, They are, uh, EBI is essentially the number one bowling company in the world. Not, they didn't only make bowling balls, they made bowling lane, you know, equipment and pins and, uh, you know, other things than just bowling balls, right? They, uh, I remember when I went for the interview with the DSM, they were saying, well, you're not just like ball repping, you're uh, selling pins and you're selling ball manufacturing equipment to the bowling center's alley shoes. Uh and I made a lot more than just bowling balls. So that being said, this is a lose for everybody who, who's a competitive bowler in the bowling world, not just for the jobs that people are losing. And uh, a lot of my friends have lost jobs and yeah, try getting another district sales manager position at another bowling ball company. Like that's not exactly uh, there. They're not exactly a hundred positions open on career builder. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, that's a tough, it's a tough, loss for everybody in the bowling world. Just when bowling was starting to gain some momentum, this happens. And I feel like people should not be angry at really anybody. Uh, And I, I know on the internet, social media, it's so easy to blame people. They blame them. Ebonite, they blame Brunswick, they blame America, they blame Trump, they blame God knows everybody. But I feel like it's just, I mean, shit, corporate America, man, overextending business, doing a lot of, uh, you know, things that maybe the company was losing money and they just couldn't get themselves out of it. And then they, they had to close. So yeah, big loss for everybody. And it'll be interesting to see in the next like week or, or month, what shakes out out of all of this and see how Brunswick now handles the logo or uh, the brands going forward.
1: Yeah. All right, man. So uh, we're going to wrap it up, you know, n- nice little emergency pod here, Rob, our first one ever. And again, we want to close and just, say that our thoughts are with those people who are involved in this and uh, you know, are, are, are on the, the tough end of this. So uh, definitely want to mention that again before we get out of here. But uh,
2: do you want to, probably, throw anybody, if anybody what? from, if anybody from EBI who's worked for the company, who is in at the plant, uh, any of the, the sales managers, anybody really want to come on the show and and, and air out some grievances, talk about what's going on you you got my you got our social media you got my number you got you you can get a hold of us we'd love to hear from you guys to see what's uh what's going on on your end
1: yeah absolutely uh hit us up don't hesitate uh sweet the rack at gmail as well uh hit us up on all social media at sweet the rack uh rob we'll catch up with the people quickly yes uh we'll probably turn around and and uh we'll have something out for them uh early
2: next week i would imagine yeah hope so we can get something out by next week or so uh i, I know i'm I'm a really busy, busy guy, Mike. I got a lot going on, so. Uh, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to turn around something, especially with all this news going on. I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. Plus, the new deal that the um the new format for the U.S. Open is some pretty good news. Uh, and uh, the money that's been added for the next couple tournaments too is uh, some pretty good news. So uh, we don't want to focus on all the bad news too. True. All no, right, hit the music, son. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big
0: Mike.